0: Welcome to the Team of a Lifetime Show. This podcast is all about helping you propel your team's performance to an extraordinary level. I'm Sally Love, your host of the Team of a Lifetime Show. Tune in as my expert guests and I tackle the tough challenges teams have to overcome to achieve success. You'll get insight, powerful proven practices, and the inspiration you need to lead effectively, build an amazing team culture, and deliver results that people didn't even believe were possible. Let's get started. Today's guest is on a mission to change the way construction projects are delivered. He's president of Trail Corporation, a highly respected commercial construction company in the Southeast. And he has some firm beliefs about company core values. Meet my guest and good friend, Keith Poole. Welcome to the show, Keith.
1: Hey, Sally. Thanks for having me. Excited.
0: Oh, I'm excited too. So, we are going to just dive right in. And my first question for you is a little controversial. Are core values, in your opinion, still relevant today, or were they just a fad?
1: Well, I and we certainly believe that they are alive and well. Uh, we're, we're spending a great deal of time right now, as a matter of fact, um, making sure ours are dialed in well. And we've updated those really in the last three years or so uh, from going from kind of a permission to play, which we all ought to be living by anyway, uh, to putting a little more uh, emphasis on uh, some depth uh, that will kind of dictate how we behave internally.
0: So what are TRAIL's core values?
1: Uh, well, we have three: um, creative grit, uh, and we we give a little descriptor on that to to help people get what that is. And we we solve problems is what we mean by that. Uh, stewardship, uh, which we manage the resources entrusted to us, and that's that's both internally and externally. And then distinction uh, as as we strive for innovation and excellence.
0: Well, those aren't the standard core values that you hear from a lot of companies. Those are. Those are different
1: well that that's really what we were endeavoring to do. Our, our Our former values that we probably had for 15 years were more in the lines of, along the lines of integrity and and things like that that um, you know guys like uh, Patrick Lynchney would tell you those are just permissions to play. You ought to expect that from people. And your clients expect that from you whether whether you write it down as a value or not. They expect you to be honest and things like that.
0: Yeah, they sure do. That's a very good point. So what do y'all do at Trail to make sure that your core values are real and they're lived out, not just some platitudes that look good on a website or sound good or or something like that.
1: Um Probably the biggest thing is just employee engagement in the process, uh, where, you know, a group of employees helped, um, figure out what those values needed to be. Uh, that was the starting point. But, but once we arrived at the, the three values, um, we broke the company up into the different departments, uh, and different roles in those departments. And then we really just asked them to brainstorm there was no no wrong answers, but let's just brainstorm synonyms that that seem like descriptors of how do you see creative grit in your job uh in words, just simple words uh like you're opening up with thesaurus, but we didn't do that we were We were hoping to have the creativity which we ended up with uh so ultimately, we came up with probably twenty five words per uh value. That was that, that originated from the thoughts of the employees that were in the group at the time. Uh, so uh, now I can tell you, creative grit. I'll, I'll give you an example: uh, creative grit. Uh, some of the things: imaginative, questioning, collaborative. Um, to to kind of give people a little more insight as to what does that really mean, uh, not just what does it look like on our website. That's kind of. Really doesn't matter to us. It's it's how do we behave and what does it look like in my role.
0: That's a really interesting process that y'all used. I'm curious, what did your employees think about that process? Were they happy to be involved in it? Were they uh, hesitant, or what did you observe there?
1: I would I would say they were happy. I, happy might be a strong word to use, but they were certainly engaged uh, and you know, once they warmed up to the idea, um, certainly, and and buy-in is probably not the right word to use, but um, they felt like they were valued um, and they had a better understanding of where we were going with it because they helped create it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, people really do want to express their ideas and, and include their experiences that they've had. And so often, they don't get the opportunity to do that. So I I really like that y'all included your employees in that. So I have another question for you. Actually, I have lots of questions for you today, but my next question is how do you make sure that everyone in your company knows what's expected in living out those core values?
1: It's it's really similar to my last answer. So we it was kind of a two-step process where Um, really three steps. We established the values with employees, and then we let employees define those values in their roles. And then we broke their individual jobs down um, and said, okay, uh, as a carpenter, let's say, uh, since we're a construction company, we have carpenters. In your role, um, safety is going to be an element of that. Quality is going to be an element of that. Um, Productivity on, on down the line of all the areas that Uh, would come into play for that particular role. And then we basically started their thought process and said, okay, in in light of the values that that you just defined and what those values mean, um, let's take this sentence and you help us fill it out. So under safety, let's finish the sentence. It is important that I blank. So an example that, that, that came up for safety for a carpenter, let's say, would be it's important that I have the courage to speak up. Um, it's important that i don 't take shortcuts, and we did that for you know that group there 's probably nine topics uh, with six or seven statements that they wrote about what our values look like when they 're living them out and so what that 's really done for us is it 's given us an ability to spot when people are living them and also spot when they 're not um, and internally ultimately we're we're getting to the point that that 's a peer thing that it 's not it's not top down. Uh, they help create it. Um, they um, they are they're helping each other see what those values look like in their individual roles.
0: Well, then I have a question about that how How do you go about encouraging your employees to recognize each other rather than it being top down? Hmm.
1: Well, uh, we actually have something new that that we just started. COVID kind of pushed us back, probably a year and a half um, on on getting this implemented. But we've we've got a new what, uh, what's called a caring team. Um, our the reason we exist. I'll, I'll back up to our purpose, if you will, and it's to honor God by caring for people. So care is 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 woven through everything that we're uh, endeavoring to do. So. Whether that be our values or um, safety or whatever it is, it's it's all about caring for people because that's the reason that we're here. So, um, the caring team um, is a way for us to care for each other internally, but do that on a on a peer to peer, employee to employee level, and it not be driven from hey, this is the company with another committee to go tell you to do something. Uh, so that group here's issues that, that an employee may be struggling with. Maybe it's a spouse losing a job or a, a death of a loved one or something like that. Very similar to the way you would do it in a church. Um, a need is heard. It goes to that team. That team uh, examines it, vets it, makes sure that it's a legitimate need. And then they determine how are we best going to care for that employee and their family during whatever it is that they're going through. Um, a piece of that. Um, they have a a process called uh, culture caring. And this ties back into your question. Sorry, I'm a little winded with this, but uh, the culture caring is taking those statements uh, that I was describing earlier. Uh, Safety, for instance, with the carpenter was, um, I'm I'm not going to take shortcuts. It's important that I don't take shortcuts. So when, um, or, or I'm, Going to have the courage to speak up. That's a, that's a good example there. So the supervisor that sees that carpenter that we were talking about earlier, stop and take the time to tell uh, somebody else that's on a ladder incorrectly. Hey, I'm I'm concerned about you because you don't have the right ladder. I think we have another one. Let me go get you one that that will work. That won't put you at risk. That's an example of living out that value. Number one, he stuck his neck out to, and he wasn't embarrassed because it was that's our value. We're, we're going to have the courage to speak up. And then he's caring for that employee in, at the same time. Um, so that group, the caring team, not only is hearing issues of need, they're also uh, reinforcing our values by recognizing people that are caught in the act of living them out.
0: Wow. That is powerful. Very powerful. So, lots of people talk about core values. And in my work with lots of team members, and it doesn't even matter what country that might be in, I hear employees talk about, well, yeah, our company has core values, but, you know, I see lots of examples where they're not lived out. I'm curious, what is your biggest pet peeve about core values?
1: Um, you kind of just hit it on the head. Part of it, um, I, th- I think it's many times it it's, it stops at marketing. Well, if somebody visits our website, they need to see that we've got a, a, a purpose statement and a mission statement and some values, um, and so they end up being sort of milk post and not um, not real, not actionable, not something you live. Um, and I, I believe that the reality is that you can you can. One hundred percent lead with them um, because you can weave them into everything that you do and it and it very much so is the not only a, a very good um, um, guide for how we behave and how we treat one another, how we treat our clients, how we treat our vendors or subcontractors, um, but it's also the basis for our our culture as as a whole
0: what do you believe? That it is about trail's core values that makes a positive difference in your team's um, effort, their attitude, just the way they go about doing their job.
1: Uh, well, probably as much as anything it's um, It's given us a common language um, that we can we can spot once you know what they are and you know how it looks in your particular role. I mean, one of the things we're working on right now as is, a is sidebar is, is how do we incorporate that into a business card? And, and unfortunately, business cards are whatever they are, an inch and a half, like two inches or three inches, whatever it is. Um, we got a lot more information to get on there than that. Uh, but we're looking at those business cards is how, how do we remind people every day what their commitment is to being here? How are we? How are we supposed to represent the company? How are we supposed to care about each other? And we can put that in black and white, not as not as a bunch of rules, um, but but it's something that that you can comprehend that you helped create. I'm not saying Sally, you need to behave this way. You're saying Keith, because I'm going to live these values, I'm going to behave this way. It's very different. Um, and and. Takes it out of a command and control to a, uh, I'm motivated because I believe in these things and you cared enough about me to ask me how I was going to live them out.
0: Oh, yes, for sure. There's a big difference in those two approaches. How do y'all go about hiring people to ensure that they're going to be a good fit with Trail's core values?
1: So we're, we're hiring with or interviewing with uh, teams of people. Um, that are kind of cross sections. Each each group is just a cross section of four or five people uh, from from various areas of the company, and we've got a hiring guide that um, looks to ferret out: um, Are you aligned? Are you going to be a fit? Um, and and we're incorporating that with some other some other items and our, our values and our purpose is Part of that, uh, and then another piece of that. Uh, right now is the idle team player, which, um, is, um, the, uh, humble, hungry, smart, uh, people smart piece, uh, from Patrick Lencioni that has been very helpful for us to, to further, um, help us get our head around what does it look like, uh, to, to productively work here and fit here. Um, and interestingly, we just, we just hired Two new folks in the last couple of weeks, and both of them made a comment to me pre offer. uh, Before I made them a job offer, both of them commented. um, The first one said, I really appreciate the time that your team spent making sure that I'm a fit because he's leaving a good job to come to here. Um, And he appreciated the fact that we invested that in him. Uh, And then the second gentleman said, um when I got the information and and I'm sending values and and we're calling them values in action so for a let's say a project manager you know there's a sheet of paper that, that describes our values and what they look like in that particular role uh, we're incorporating that into offer letters um, so that there's no there's no surprise when you get here what we're all about uh, full disclosure um but for him he made the comment that uh, when he got the values stuff with his offer letter, um, that was the differentiator for him that he realized there's something different
0: yeah and and you were talking about that the first person was leaving a good job to come there, so it's a benefit to the potential employee to know what's going to be expected and, and what a good fit looks like. And it's good for y'all because it costs a lot of money when you hire the wrong person. Right. So what happens when you hire someone and they turn out not to be aligned with your company's core values? Then what? <laughs>
1: um, well, we, we missed that recently or, or better stated, I missed that recently. Um, I I appreciate you letting me say this on a show like this and admit that. (laughs) Thank you for that opportunity. Well, um, now,
0: now everybody knows you're, you're real, right? Because you're not perfect, I guess.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not perfect, but at any rate uh, with this particular uh, person, I, I missed it. And. And I, I am, I fell victim to what often happens is the resume is fantastic and the interviews fantastic and the technical capabilities are fantastic. And you're a horrific fit for our culture. Um, and that becomes apparent, uh, after some period of time. And, you know, ultimately, you know, we tried to coach that person, uh, and, and they ended up deselecting and saying, Hey, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to work to get where you want me to be, uh, which is good. Uh, But at the same time, uh, as a follow on to that, you know, that was a a confession time to our group to say, hey, it's my job to protect you. And I didn't. Um, And, you know, that that falls back to me that that's one of my biggest responsibilities as I see it uh, is, is protecting the herd, so to speak. And when people aren't a fit, um, that changes everything that everybody else is here for uh, or has the potential to. So, it can be quite detrimental and not to mention costly.
0: So, let's switch gears just a little bit uh, from talking about core values as they apply to your employees. I'd love to know, do you look for certain a certain kind of fit with your core values when you're evaluating whether to work with a particular client?
1: Uh, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, we've got a go-no-go um, no go process, if you will, that is just should we pursue this this uh, project? You know, this is typically decided on the marketing side and on the sales and business development side. But we go through a process as a team uh, of a, do we pursue it or do we not? Um, there's a couple of questions on there. One is um, related to whether or not they value us. Um, and then another is, is really more about compatibility, uh, is simply, are we compatible? Um, and if those two are either one of those, but if both of them are, are no, um, the likelihood of them being a good fit and it, and it ultimately turning out to be, uh, the type of client and the type of relationship that we're seeking. Um, and that's, that's important to us. It's not just, can we, can we deliver you a product in that of a building? Um, it's, it's more about the relationship we're going to build along the way, uh, that's beneficial to both of us. Uh, so if we're not compatible, um, or they don't value us, I mean, that's, that's a two way street that, that that value has to be there for it to, to genuinely be a, a quality relationship. If those don't exist, then the likelihood is pretty low and we would, we would just decline to pursue it.
0: Does that happen very often?
1: Sure does. It happens, it happens regularly. Um, and that's important that we understand internally, um, who we are and who we aren't. Um, maybe, maybe the latter is more important than the first. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and, you know, picking out the genuine article that, that we're pursuing, uh, it's, it's really important that we have the clarity of, of not wasting time and resources internally and, and, and frankly, being not, not wasting the, the time of the potential client either.
0: So what's one of the proudest moments of your team living out Trails' core values?
1: Well, there's, they happen often, I would say. Um, seeing regular employees, people that would say I'm just a regular employee, care for each other uh, is exciting. Um, you know, we've got a a lady. I'll give you, I'll give you two examples of this. Uh, we've got a lady that's been helping in the office, uh, recently. Her husband's gone through some, um, medical issues and he, he battled COVID and then he had some significant illness after that. And, um, they were, they were really struggling and she's not a technically an employee of Trail. Um, but she's, she's putting pictures out there of, uh, a trail shirt that she's wearing, and talking about how excited she is and grateful she is to be part of the trail family and that all goes back to how well our our folks cared for her when they had a need uh and It was really awesome to see uh somebody that that had a genuine need and was genuinely loved on um by people that aren't even really you know not family uh but just people that cared about her. Uh, And she recognized that. Another one that's kind of interesting is we had a client that that could be a very demanding client. And uh, we had a superintendent uh, that was working with them that uh, in a sidebar conversation with his boss. um, Months and months and months into the to the project, um, it comes up that he's he's staying in a hotel uh, near the client's office and he was questioned about it and he wanted to be available to the client whenever they needed him. And so he was staying in a hotel because they could need him at all hours. And so he was paying for that out of his pocket because he knew that it was a a need of the client and he wanted to serve them well. And he, he never even told us. We had no idea he was doing it. Uh, Obviously, we wanted to make that right with him and and reimburse him for that. Uh, But for us, that was an incredible sign of this guy gets it and he cares for us and he cares for our clients so much so that he's going to spend the night, some nights away from home, away from his family. And he's going to pay for it out of his own pocket just so that he can meet a potential need of our client.
0: Wow, that is amazing!
1: So for us, that was living out distinction in a, in a very real way uh, that he was exhibiting distinction and doing that.
0: Yeah, I would say so for sure. So one last question for you: for a leader who is listening in on our conversation today, and they're they're wondering, oh you know, what can I do to really make our core values real so that they aren't just words on the website or in a brochure? What advice or wisdom would you leave with them today?
1: Well, I'd point them to a book, but I would point them to the advantage is one thing I would would do because I think there's a lot of clarity that can be gained uh, from it, Um, even if you don't follow it prescriptively. Um, it will ask a lot of hard questions. And for us, it asking the question, is this a permission to play? I mean, is, is integrity really a value? Um, is, is excellence really a value? Those, those kinds of things. And it forced us to, to get a deeper. Um, and I would definitely would say get your employees involved. Uh, and it's not about buy-in. That's, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you need consensus. Uh, you need to to lead well with a. Um, I had somebody recently put it to me that it's been very helpful for me to understand it is you know lead with a soft front and a strong back. You're approachable. You're warm. You're inviting. You're inviting them into something that is that is good and good for them. Uh, but because you have a strong back, we're not backing up. So going backwards isn't an option. But I want to invite you into something that's positive with that soft front. So, um, that has been instrumental for me trying to articulate things of, of how do I need to present myself to others uh, and, and lead well in, in areas like this.
0: That is outstanding. So, Keith, I knew that you had strong beliefs about core values. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today, and I hope you'll come back again in the future to talk about another topic.
1: Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me.
0: It was my pleasure. As we get ready to wrap up today's episode, I'd like to ask you to do something for me. If you found this episode valuable, will you share it? That would mean so much to me. You can share this episode from whatever platform you're listening on today. Or you can simply direct people to visit sallyloveinspires.com slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the Team of a Lifetime podcast too, so that you can continue to get insight, real-life application, and the inspiration you need for transforming your team into the Team of a Lifetime. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back with a new episode soon.